With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Okay, let's roll, dudes. And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, why's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. Studio One 6.5 from PreSonus is here. The latest update to Studio One 6 brings you state-of-the-art immersive audio recording, editing, and mixing features, along with seamlessly integrated latest-generation Dolby Atmos tools you won't find in any other digital audio workstation. Discover a three-dimensional field of sound, whether you're using discrete monitors or creating unique mixes in your headphones. To get your copy of Studio One 6.5, visit PreSonus.com. Pelican Craft Brands is a proud sponsor of the ABV Podcast. Everyone at Pelican knows that creating a craft beer universe in a craft beer desert is no easy task. They put it all on the line for the little guy by bringing quality 100% American craft beer to Louisiana. They work hard to keep your beer fresh so your experience is maximized. Make sure to honk when you see their little red trucks on the road and pick up some craft beer to challenge the status quo from Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters is another great company that we partner with here on the ABV Podcast because not only do we love craft beer, but we also love craft coffee as well. Small batch craft roasted coffee that is roasted daily so they can control the roasting process and deliver to you a great quality product. Best coffee. I drink it all the time. You should as well. Check them out online, cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. You need the proper glassware to drink your beer and your whiskey out of. And you can find it at Hops in the Hollows. Go to hopsinthehollows.com. And when you purchase your glassware from the website at checkout, use the promo code ABV and you save 10% on your total order. That's ABV promo code at checkout at hopsinthehollows.com. That's hopsinthehollows.com. Beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we love talking about them, too. We do both right here on the ABV Podcast. And just like that, we're back. (laughs) With four more beers in front of us. With more beers and music now. We have some music in the background. Yeah, this is true. That's going to be a little uh, stark for people listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but nice it is, live music here. Though. Right, sure. But it is getting to our busier hours. Yeah, so. a, a good crowd has assembled here. Yeah. Like I w- crying I, Eagle. I wonder uh, if it's like how many are local and how many are in town for the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, we've at least found a few uh, yeah. that are here for Louisiana Food and Wine, like I am and right. you are. Yeah, I can't answer that question but uh, because this is the first year they've done this. Yeah, the inaugural. This is the inaugural Food and Wine Festival. We had heard that um, 
fairly successful ticket turnout, but but again, we'll know whenever we get there. Yeah. Right. And we'll, Crying Eagle will be there tomorrow, sampling Good. beers in their awesome. Brewer's Alley tomorrow from... When is tomorrow? Six thirty? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, six to nine kind of six thing. Nine, it's a yeah. it's an evening event on Friday, and then a daytime event on Saturday. The Friday night thing is a like fire on the lake. It's a, a lakeside barbecue, wine, beer event. Are we, are we allowed to burn anything? Like, uh, <laughs> there's like a like a burn uh, ban still it, in effect. It, it rained today. Yeah, sure. Uh, Wasn't there like fires close by here? Right in Calcasieu? Uh, yeah, probably. I, I don't know. They'll have fire extinguishers or something. Yeah, you but, know. Uh, yeah, they're, it's they're, an event. Okay, but just like you say, fire, <laughs> fire in the lake. Jeremy, with all can the, we do a little picture but, real quick? Oh uh, yeah, little cheers. I'm gonna do it. put a beer in my like hand. It's kind of like tailgate parties. They, you know, they had to go back on that and be like, uh, okay. Say cheese. Cheese. Awesome. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. This go. is going to go on social media. So. You're listening to the ABV podcast uh, online. <laughs> From Crying Eagle Brewing. Crying Eagle Brewing. So we get to drink more Crying on Eagle Beers tomorrow. We do. Good. You got um, our Timothy Patrick Stout, ah, which yeah. is kind of our flagship dark beer. Um, also, starting. you've got uh, Broken Vows, which is a Belgian blonde. You'd think that that uh, being named... That's what I'm starting Any blonde with. would be low ABV, easy drinking. I would say it is easy drinking, but it is not low ABV. Well, no, it is it's not. O- no. Over, over Saab? Yeah. Was it 7.2? 7.2. 7.2. Yep. So that's one that's, of our... Yeah, um, that's good getting up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Creeping. You got Fruit Stand, which Fruit Stand... Mm-hmm. Now, we don't can a lot of beers anymore, mm-hmm. okay? But when we do get big winners, uh, we will go through the effort of... Creating new um, new beer cans, yeah, and run those through the canning canning process. Yeah, you've and got you've got a canning line. I mean, you might as well use it. Still got it. Yeah. That's right. And um, so that has been a, a extremely successful beer for us. It's just a traditional sour beer infused with uh, strawberry, pink guava, yeah. and local honey. Um, and then lastly, but not least, you've got our barrel aged coconut rum and Russian Imperial Stout. That's the one, like. I want to let it warm up. I want to let it sit and warm up. You need to let that one. Let that one get the nose. That's right. Let me smell it. Oh, I got the. I got the wrong. Damn it, now I got to smell it. Uh, So, Eric. Oh yeah. I I know you've been pretty active in uh, a lot of things that have been going through the legislature lately. Um, A lot of uh, reforms to some of the archaic laws in Louisiana, uh, limiting craft brewers. And, And this past year, you were able to successfully help get a few bills passed, help the Brewers uh, uh, Guild um, get a few laws put through, and and there's still a lot of work to be done, Uh, but one of those laws helped open up some things, certainly for you, to help make a big move here uh, in Lake Charles for 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 the the next steps for for, uh, Crying Eagle. That's right. So... um so we've, uh, I think we may have talked about this on our, my last visit. Uh, maybe it wasn't, maybe we didn't talk about it. But anyway, so we have been working for now several years on opening our second location, mm-hmm. which is called Crying Eagle Brewing Lakefront. That Crying Eagle Lakefront is a collaboration between the, uh, our company, Crying Eagle Brewing, and the city of Lake Charles on the old Harris Casino property on Interstate 10. Right, right. on the interstate, between the interstate and the lake. 
between, you know, it's on, right, the, right. on the interstate, on the water. Yeah. So I've got five acres of property owned by the city that was donated, that property was donated to the city by Harris Casino when it was destroyed back in 2002. Yeah, yeah. Er, early 2000. Yeah, something to that nature. And uh, they closed shop. They um, donated the property to the city. The city has then been working to build, excuse me, the city has been working for years to be able to find a developer to come do an, a big multi-purpose, multi-use development. But in turn, we have, um, they have not been able to effectively find a developer. Is it, is it one ear or both ears? Both. That's just my headphones sorting out. Okay. Is it? Uh, can you hear now? Nope. Uh, it's it's just going in and out. That's better. Wow. It's just going in and out. Just let it be. Okay. <laughs> and so we've. Um, go go you, you ahead. Keep talking, Eric. Don't oh, worry about yeah. that. Okay. 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 <laughs> Sorry. So the city is. Um, we get a new mayor several years ago, and. Um, this new mayor, he's young, he's energetic, and he's got new visions for the city to take it to the next level. And so instead of uh, trying to find one big developer to go out and build a multi-billion dollar development on the city's lakefront, the city then decided to kind of piecemeal it. And so the city raised, um, in collaboration with some local industry, a lot of money, and are building what's called Port Wonder. Okay. And Port Wonder is the same developer as the knock-knock in Baton Rouge. Yeah, the Children's Museum. That's right. And so we'll have the not, the Port Wonder, y'all have knock-knock. Same principle, except that Port Wonder, <laughs> being a children's museum, will also have a wildlife and fisheries uh, aquarium and other exhibits. So it's, a, uh, it's about a $40 million development. Wow. Gonna bring in tremendous tourism, okay? But part of the arrangement of building Port Wonder hinged upon them finding a food and beverage operator adjacent to it. Yeah. So the city reached out to numerous different developers. One, Donald Link. Sure. Who's, uh, I mean, y'all know Donald yeah, Link. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep, he's from Lake yep. Charles. Yep. Acme Oyster House, the Landry's Group, all these kinds of people, and none of them, none of them bid on it. That's crazy. And then they came to lowly me, but the, and remember, about the time that they did is whenever we were, we were really kind of taking shape. You know, our tap room was really growing, seeing lots of success both in our tap room and in the market at the time. Yeah. They came to me and said, "Would you be interested in opening another location, on our lakefront, on our property?" And at first, I was like, "Hell no." You know, because I mean, <laughs> fuck I mean, you, fuck that. I mean, you can look at the you can look at the investment here. I mean, you know, and with the same way with like Urban South and Parish and those guys. I mean, they we've we've all got a significant infrastructure here, right? That is built for more than just serving beer in our tap room. Yeah. Okay. And so, putting a second location in Lake Charles when this one at the time had so much additional capacity yeah it just didn't make sense yeah. but over time it, it kind of shortened yeah. the story a little bit uh, i ultimately i ultimately ended up agreeing to build a second location now we've gone through a lot of hurdles like we talked yeah. about earlier we had covid two hurricanes 
We had a snowstorm. Now that snowstorm. <laughs> a fucking snowstorm. The snowstorm. Now you got to, I mean, I had $50,000 worth of damages in this place from that snowstorm. Really? 50? That's probably more than you actually had here than the, uh, the hurricane. <laughs> oh, I wish. No, we had a lot of damage from the hurricane. Uh, obviously yeah. not the city, but. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah no, but. Good. Well, good. Uh, but the snowstorm snow was uh, was fairly significant because it busted yeah. all the, the yeah. every pipe yeah, that sure. was exposed outside. Yep. Blue. Yeah. Okay. Boiler pipes, glycol pipes, oh, water man. pipes. You know, and those aren't cheap to fix. Yeah. No, no, okay. no. We're not built for that. In no. addition, we were closed. You know, nobody was getting out. They had a mandatory stay home or what are they, a moratorium stay home. So yeah. we had two weeks of no sales and no insurance proceeds to be able to help support that. So um, regardless, all those issues still did not stop us from finally going through and committing to building a new brewery right there on the interstate in Lake Charles on the water. And so some of the pictures that I'm about to show y'all will kind of give you renderings because I know it's been, it was November of 2019 when I won the award from the city to build this place. Yeah. We actually now, granted, the city has certain deliverables that they have committed to doing, which they are now finished. And we actually begin construction on our site in November of this year. Hell yeah. Okay. So uh, what I'm going to show you now. And for those uh, of you listening outside of the state of Louisiana, we're talking about like a snowstorm, and we sound, <laughs> we sound really like crazy about it. It snowed. It yeah. never snows in Louisiana. So a yeah, snowstorm. Keep in mind, this is south of I-10. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we're right on I-10, but we're south of I-10. Sure, yeah. Like, <laughs> this there, is something we're not used to. I know, and there have just been so many, so many different issues that have come up that have, like, tried to derail this project. But we're just, I'm so committed to building it because, like I told you guys earlier, I mean, what we're talking about building is something that Wow. I have never personally experienced in this in any brewery I've ever been to. Look at this. That looks amazing. This is a th- uh, this is a lodge. So yeah, this really. Is the, uh, so this is the uh, the parking garage that's just about finished. Okay. And this is our site. If you're looking at it from the interstate. Okay. Yeah. And and this uh, is this I-10 passing through here. Or? That's yeah. Right. You couldn't ask for a better location of people just driving yeah. through the state that's on right. I-10 and being like, "Oh, look at this what? spot. Let's yeah. stop over what here." What is that? That looks cool. Right. Yeah. This is from the water, so we'll have a marina. Oh, a so you can pull up with your boat. Pull up with our boat. Get out of here. That's right. But we're talking a twelve million dollar development. Holy for, shit. For your facility. For just our facility. Yeah. That does not include land, site work, subsurface. The parking garage. Parking the garage, garage parking. Museum. Yeah, all that. Wow. <laughs> that, that's badass, though. I mean, if there's one thing that keeps a lot of these, uh, you know, national restaurant chains alive is their locations by the interstate. Like, as uh-huh. you're driving, you see a Chili's, you see an Applebee's, you see a Hooters. Now, They're Chuck, all, you know, don't compare uh, these renderings that we're looking <laughs> at to an Applebee's or I'm, a Hooters. I'm not, but it's great to see a local <laughs> business right yes, there I, on this stretch. I, you know? I do agree with that. It, yeah. is, it is cool to see something local like yeah. this with interstate frontage in a development right. Uh, right. that's going to be like this. Like, imagine if we, when we went to Asheville and we were going to Sierra Nevada, it was right there off the interstate as opposed to we had to go through this... 
winding yeah. <laughs> road through the woods. It was pretty neat, though, like it curving uh, back behind the airport uh, <laughs> out, outside of Asheville, and like then you get to it, and it's you know Malt Disney World. Yeah, Malt uh, Disney World. It's definitely like going to a ski lodge. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. But there, our new location will seat seven hundred and fifty people. Eric, that's a, that's a wow. pretty serious food and beverage capacity. <laughs> that sir. is a yeah. pretty substantial. Now, I understand it's a big risk, but again, we are so heavily supported by the city. Okay. Immediately adjacent to us is the Port Wonder Project. I can't tell you how much traffic will come from that, but it's fairly substantial. Okay. Um, our mayor was very aggressive in getting me there. Okay. So there are there are incredible tax incentives. Uh, we. I don't. I also feel like we're not starting over. Okay. Sure. Right. The same it's just a continuation. Issues, the same issues and and difficulties we faced that we just talked about whenever I launched. Shitty beers. Yeah. Terrible can designs. No brand equity. You know we've overcome all those. Okay. So we're going into this place now. As a very fairly recognizable brewery, right? Especially yeah. to people in Houston, yeah. which is where accounts for a tremendous amount of the Lake Charles tourism. Uh huh. Okay. Um. And uh, being on the water, yeah. Being on the interstate, I feel that we will have a fairly unique advantage. Uh, in sales capacity that uh, we certainly didn't didn't experience here, and that sets us apart from really any restaurant brewery in the country. Mm-hmm. There are breweries that are on the interstate. Jay, you know this. There are breweries, sure. Chuck, on the water. Yeah. Are there breweries on both? Man, there can't be <laughs> right. many. There are not many. You're capitalizing there can't on both. be many. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Um, now, and the other great thing, because what people ask me often are like, well, I mean, what are you going to do with your existing brewery? You're going to shut it down? The answer is no. 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 Not even close. Because like Jay mentioned earlier, we, I got some, uh, I was I spearheaded some, some critical legislation in 2000, uh, 2021 that allows us to be able to transfer beer produced from here to our second location. Yeah. Thank now, you for that. Well, yeah. That and a, and a few other pieces of legislation. Now, you could pick apart some problems with all the legislation that we got passed. However, yeah. we, um, I feel pretty triumphant that we, we got anything passed. Exactly. Because, uh, I mean, I'm very supportive of our guild. I'm a huge fan of our breweries and our brewery owners. However... Um, the one thing about breweries that is undisputed is is that you know you got some really talented people that own these places okay they're not guys that are just haphazardly started brewing in their garage and now open a brewery right now you got some extremely successful highly intelligent people and what works and what's needed at urban south is not necessarily what's needed at crying eagle and lake charles or a beta, yeah, yep. or great raft, yep, or even tiny ones, yep, like Flying Heart, yeah, okay, who have now multiple locations. But you know, so so collaborating with all these different owners and coming up and agreeing upon certain legislation that we all feel can help 
at least broadly touch everyone is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we got transfer of beer passed. We got self-distribution passed. And Oak Street Brewing in New Orleans has just been licensed to be the first brewery and Louis to be able to self-distribute their beer. Now, is that, do they have to brew a certain percentage to be allowed to do that? Or is it under, like, just? It's not brewing capacity okay. that, that dictates their self-distro. It's distribution volume ah, that okay. dictates what they can and can't do. Okay. That's huh. right. Now, Kevin's system, I think he runs off a five-barrel system. Yeah. He'll never meet the distribution yeah. sure. limits. Okay. That's not his goal to be anywhere, you know, to be real big. Right. His goal is just to service in and around Ferret Street. Sure, Oak absolutely, Street. yeah. And, you know, in some of those parts of New Orleans, okay. But that's perfect for him. You know, he doesn't and has no desire to get up and be big like Abita. Right. But circling back to the legislation that was passed in relation to us, is that transfer component. Yeah. Because the lakefront development, like I told you, we're talking $12 million to build that place. Now, that's that's real estate, equipment, initial inventories, soft openings, and all that kind of stuff. Now, you, you can't brew on site there, right? Oh, certainly. You, ca- you can. Oh, we, you can. Okay. Chuck, we have to brew there. Oh, okay. We all right. have right. to brew there. Legally, it has to be a brewery. We can only, right. dis- we can only transfer... 50% of the beer sold at our new location. Okay. okay. So we are still operating off a 10-barrel brew system over there, which I already have and is already on the lot here. Yeah. Okay. Huh. 50% of the beer that we sell there has to be brewed there. Okay. That, okay. And that that's what the, the legislature ended up putting into that, uh, as you said, nothing's perfect. <laughs> nothing's perfect, and it has to go through... A wholesaler to move it from here what, to there. It has to. Be, it has to. I told you I was not going to disparage. I told you I was not going to disparage the wholesalers. Well, no, because you no, got to no, use no, one. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes. so let's be nice to them. So um, for us to move our own beer from Crying Eagle location one to Crying Eagle location two, which is seven miles away, we can't use our own fleet. We have to use a wholesaler to move that beer. That's just... It doesn't matter, because you've got to understand this, though, Chuck, is that without even that component, there is no way I would be building and making that investment sure. on the lakefront, because yeah. otherwise, I would have to replicate all the production capacity I have here over there. Yeah. It's... And you got to remember, you figure $10 million in the real estate alone... Divided by 17, 20,000 square feet is a, what a thousand, what is a thousand dollars square foot to build? I was told there would be no math here today, Eric. <laughs> it's a lot. I don't even know what it is either. But basically, I am having to spend far less money over there in real estate and equipment right. by being able to produce it, even if it's 50% and has to go through a wholesaler. Yeah. Okay. And my, our legislators were. While they were very supportive of me, they also said, look, just get going. 
We made these laws changes for you. They're not perfect. Get going. Prove. Start. Have somebody start distributing, self-distributing. Yeah. Have somebody start doing special events. Have somebody start transferring beer. Let's find out what the issues are and let's fix them then. Otherwise, we're not going to mess with these. Well, so, if, they, if they looked at all the other states that all of this is working fantastically in, it's not that fucking hard. It's like just look at how every other state is doing this successfully and model it after that. I understand, but but in the legislation, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get you it. You know, one of a, a senator told me because I was at the Capitol almost three to four days a week. And one of the senators told me, and I don't think it's any—I don't think it's any secret that I've been successful in my career, both at the brewery and before. But one of the senators told me, he looks me in the eye, Jay, and and he goes, Eric, one thing you got to understand is that the way that the law Eric, is all- one thing you got to understand. Let me son. tell you something, there, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you. the law. <laughs> you, you are successful because the way the laws work. Listen here, boy. The law don't go around here, law dog. <laughs> so. You're successful because of the law. <laughs> That's right. Don't you forget it. And I was, <laughs> okay, I was boomer. shocked hearing that. You know. <laughs> now uh, I'm not going to get into politics. Here, yeah, okay? I mean, look, yeah. there, I, I will understand my own privilege, and I will check that. There is some truth to that. There's some, uh, sure. There, 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 there sure. has to be, right? Sure. There, there, there are certain privileges that have come there, with the there way absolutely, that the laws are. There yeah. absolutely is some truth to that. I am I am at an advantage because of the laws. But, but again, getting maybe a little political, you know, I think we have room to give as sure. uh, as the upper class to be able to help those who may not be quite as as fortunate. I agree okay? with that. So I agree I I completely me, agree with fuck that. Fuck off if you don't agree with my yeah. my philosophy. <laughs> that's what I believe. Okay? Right. I but, think that's a better way to look at it. Sure, Thank you, Eric. Sure. But the um, <laughs> Yeah, Eric Avery, Lieutenant Governor, yes, 2024. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Why don't you run for governor? I'll run for lieutenant I governor. I thought no, about I it. I don't want to. I did, Let but you know. have it. <laughs> oh, no, well, we, no, I mean, he's got it for the next four years. Yeah. So. Oh, no. We got. Uh, we have Jeff Landry. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, we don't want it. We're not, we're not going to. We, we're going to need cocktails and hard no, liquor they, uh, if we're going <laughs> to go into that. So that's we Yes, we, the governor and lieutenant governor are, yeah. are set for. Yeah. But, to, um, I, but I, I agree. What little bit they did give you guys. Is better than nothing at all, which is what it's been over the last That's right. 10, 15 years of trying to get anything done. Let's see how these law changes impact us. What can be improved? What have they helped to us do? What can be approved upon the new laws, if anything, which a lot. And, um, and then we go in and start tweaking the laws. You know? But the, you know, what we did, we took a big bite of the apple at first. And now we uh, we start making changes to to help our industry grow beyond where we are today. So, um, some exciting news about this this lakefront development, Eric. I think is uh, on that end though. Also, is one fifty percent 
approximately whatever the number ends up being at least 50 percent has to be beer that's brewed on site at that facility you do get to supplement that with beer that's brewed from here and bring it over there this facility that we're at right now podcasting from still exists still has lots of stuff going on private events here also the amount of wine and spirit sales and food sales that you're going to be doing on the lakefront is going to be tremendous tremendous. you talked about the number here is actually 85 percent beer 15 percent wine and spirits i that number is going to be more wine and spirits on the lakefront. I have to imagine. I have to as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be too maybe naive not, maybe about not it. By a, maybe not by a whole lot. It's still going to be Crying Eagle Brewery. It is right. Gonna, yeah, I mean, because what's important is, is that uh, you know they will both be Crying Eagle Brewing. This location we're at now, our flagship location, is Crying Eagle University mm-hmm. because we're near McNeese State University. Yeah. And then the other one will be called Crying Eagle Lakefront, okay? Because that is kind of the new district that mm-hmm. the city and I are developing, yeah. okay? <clears throat> they will be radically different. While they're similar in name, radically different in concept. We're talking right. Crying Eagle Lakefront. We are peeling off what has made us successful here. I told you already, 80% of the beer we sell here is Louisiana Lager, 80%. The new location will be the first and only, to date, lager brewery. So we will produce, and we will only have 10 taps there where we have 20 to here. Yeah. So of the 10 taps that we have there, seven of those beers will be lagers, okay? American lagers, rice lagers, Czech pilsners, German pilsners, and one of the most successful beers we have ever produced here is called, now again, we will not name it this because this is a name from Bierstadt Lager House in Denver, Mm -hmm. but it's called, we did a slow pour pils just like them. We invested in the, the horizontal German style slow pour taps. And made our made a a, um, a German style pilsner, and let me tell you, like loggers or not, this motherfucker <laughs> will change your life. Carlos Knott at Bayou Test Brewing said, and I will quote him yeah, on this: yeah. "Best beer." Brewed in the state. In the state. Facts. He it said that. State. Now he's right. And I'm, again, I am. <laughs> oh, humble brag right there. I am, right. I am a bit biased. Car- you should Car- be. Uh, if Carlos says that. Yeah, I mean. And Carlos knows good beer. But the, yeah. but the fact is, is that, you know, th- that beer is also, you know, it's a, uh, it's a complicated beer to execute here at our existing location. Because um, tank space and just stuff like it's that. Not it's not tank space. Not tank That's space. A, nope, nope. It's a um, it's poor capacity because it takes seven minutes. If you've ever been to La oh, Beerstadt yeah. in Denver, you know it takes seven minutes to pour that beer, and it took us that, if not longer, to pour. Man, I'm gonna now, be in Greg, Denver in a couple weeks. I gotta go get this beer. Right, you definitely need to do that. You've never been to Beerstadt? No. You gotta oh, go. Man. Let me know. Let me know where me and my brother are going. I uh, text me that later. It's a uh, uh, yeah. I mean, now, Grant, they got so much good beer there, but uh, but Beerstadt is uh, it's world fucking class. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll be there. What uh, GABF is going on like now? Yeah. Or and like next week. I, Which is weird. Super early. I'm there like the week after GABF. Okay. Well, you, you go Which there. Which is good because I don't want to be there during. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to understand it. For that purpose. At Beerstead, you know, they only have four beers on draft. Nice. Four. Really? And one of them is the Slow Pour Pills? Or that's separate from those four? That's it. That's part of the four. Wow. That's one of four. It's like that one bar in New York, uh, the super, super old bar in Manhattan, and it's like you just get the light or the dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So that, those are your choices. It's, a, it's the light or the dark. Now, you know, I remember going to, to fucking, where was I? Um, somewhere in Europe. Oh, my gosh. Slovenia. Oh, wow. Ooh, I went yeah. to Slovenia. And I remember going to this restaurant there. And all the people there were were so interestingly beautiful. All of them. Yeah. Okay. And I remember going to this restaurant and our waitress came up and she goes, she you know, very, very broken English. But she goes, Hi, do you want the fish? Or do you want the meat? <laughs> That was our options for dinner. Yeah. Fish or meat. Fish or meat. You didn't know what kind of meat. It was, seven, co- it was seven courses of either one that you picked. <laughs> I picked the fish. Wow. And I remember the first course was a shrimp ceviche that wasn't quite ceviche. Ooh. <laughs> so it was a touch raw. Shrimp but. still squirming around <laughs> on the plate. <laughs> and it was really dim in that place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have kind of spun off on this conversation. Uh, but oh, that's good. That's, that's what happens. That's good. But, uh, uh, but yes, Beerstedt. So, um, new location. Yeah. Okay. You, the, Lager Brewery. You're also going to be drawing a completely dim- a different demographic of people being right there by the interstate because you're not, you're going to have people that families traveling. Like, oh, look, there's a place to go sit and eat unfamiliar with what Crying Eagle is, that it's a brewery or anything, then are going to go there and you're going to bring people in that just don't know it's a a brewery with a restaurant inside of it. That's right. And it almost, it kind of like looking at it, the pictures you've been showing us, Jay, it kind of reminds me of the restaurant inside Sierra Nevada. Like almost like something similar to that concept almost. Is what, yeah. I'm, is what I'm getting from. Yeah, uh, That's one of my favorite. So, Pale Ale is my, favorite, oh, yeah. is my favorite beer in the world. Oh, wow. And that, um, and that brewery is probably my favorite brewery. So, yes, I borrowed some of the details from that brewery Love that. in, sure, in yeah. Asheville. Love that. It's beautiful. And, yeah. Um, cool. As far as, as, far as that goes, uh, restaurant concept for uh, the lakefront seafood forward now I don't have my chef yet okay yeah. so I'm not going to pretend no, you're, you're that a ways out. we're a little ways out um, I know a guy I, no. <laughs> I doubt he wants back in the kitchen that's yeah. correct yeah. Yeah. facts that is you absolute know, facts he looks too happy can, to go have, back and, and, yeah. and live that lifestyle yeah. now look it, it would pe- be fun to help conceptualize I don't want the day to day job maybe no, a pop up or two you yeah, know? I know. guess chef night or well, something look my family is in the seafood business so we um, we own a company called Big Easy Foods and yeah. Gulf Island Shrimp so we yeah. are the largest uh, shrimp processor in the country 
Um, so we have access to shrimp, yep. see, all seafood. So sell a lot of shrimp. That's yeah, a lot, a lot of, of yeah. shrimp. Yeah, Mar- about 20, good margins there. Yep, 20 million pounds a year. But basically, Throw a burger on there so I can come eat. I can't eat shellfish. So I know, like, I know. Just me like a burger. We would be naive, <laughs> Chuck, if we didn't offer at that location um, a steak, a pasta, sure, yeah. a chicken dish. You yeah. know, Again, those people that are traveling through and seeing that, needing a place to stop and eat, you know, right. they're going to want variety if they have their kids right. with them. You know? So we've, uh, we've already identified a good general manager for the property. She will be coming in from, um, um, i got to make sure I can't dis- disclose too much information, but she's coming <laughs> in enough. from a very, very large, very popular, extremely high volume, restaurant in the in florida okay okay so we got to remember too that okay so while we would love to have gourmet this and that and the other we're also looking at sales volumes being on the interstate and the water yeah that uh, that are really beyond comprehension to what we are used to here and so the menu while we want it to be first class also as jay will tell you needs to be executable for the type of volume that we're talking about. Yeah. The average stay, gentlemen, for people at our existing location here, about two and a half hours. Okay. Okay, yeah. so most people that will come, and you'll see them, they will be here for, on average, 2.5 hours. Yeah, that's a luxury. That's that a is luxury, a, man. <laughs> that is a luxury, okay? But over there, we're talking 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah you you're, talking, turn you're talking table service. Turn tables. And, uh, so, you know, you can't. Turn and burn. And, and yeah, you gotta, you got to have people fast on the taps. You got to get beers out to people. You got to get flights out to people. They're, they're going to drink. They're going to eat. They're going to go. They, yeah. They're going to drink. They're going to eat. They're going to go. Uh, okay. Hopefully yeah. you get some people that are in town at the casinos that are hanging out that do stay a while, right? But you're going to get a lot of interstate traffic. Uh, that, that, and fortunately, even a lot of those people that maybe there's a driver that's drinking water, but there's three people in the car that are having a beer, having two beers, three beers, and then they're going. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. Uh, they're they're hitting the road. And we so. have great we have great networking with the two or uh, the three four casinos in the area: Gold yeah. Nugget, LaBerge, Horseshoe, Cushada, right, yeah. Downs. Yeah. yeah, we've got good relationship with them because they they too realize that you know. Generally speaking, their patrons want to go experience the community that they're at. Sure, they, they don't want to. They're bringing their families, and they yeah, they've got great pools, they've got great restaurants, but at the same time, they also want to be able to get out and go see the area where they're at. Right. And so, we have networking and partnership agreements with the casinos to where they ship a lot of people to us for yeah. tours, tastings, and things like yeah. that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, um, the, the more there is to do in the city as a whole, the better those right. casinos are going to do. Right. Uh, right. People, people they, they want those people coming for a full weekend for an extended period of time and, and leaving the casino property and coming back and spending the night. Not, yeah. right. not just coming for four hours, spending everything at the blackjack table and driving back to Houston. That's yeah. right. So, so the more there is to do in Lake Charles, the, the better off they are. That's right. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I've gotten to work with the, the team at Visit Lake Charles a lot. And Kyle Edmison, his whole team over there are fantastic. I know you work with them a lot too, Eric. And uh, they, they've done a great job bringing events to Lake Charles and and, and working with uh, with lots of people and lots of lots of uh, the people that 
do really cool stuff here. You included it on the, on the Bayou Rum. side. Uh, absolutely, Bayou yeah, Rum, okay. and, 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 and then working with all the casinos and everything else. Uh, but but and, and that's with the Louisiana Food and Wine Festival that's happening. They're uh, they're big supporters of that. Uh, and so it's, it, it, it'll be cool to see them getting behind all this when it actually comes to fruition as well. What do you actually think is in, in any way right now? You said groundbreaking in November. What do you still think? Another? It's going to be a 14-month build. Yeah, I was going to say uh, year, yeah, 14, year and a half, two-year time yeah, period yep, probably. Yep. It's going to be a 14-month build. And then depending on how comfortable I feel with training, Yeah. Um, another 30 to 60 days to be able to uh, to fully open now you, now i'm sure it's similar to in baton rouge as it is here but when a new restaurant opens in lake charles everybody goes chill yeah, yeah every fucking person in lake charles will be at the lakefront and so and they're prepared to either Compliment you or criticize you on social media very quickly. Day one, very quickly so. from one experience. From yeah. one experience. So look, <laughs> never going back. An opening week. Yeah. yeah. And so I am just not in a hurry to rush to get open now. I know it's easier said than done because I haven't started construction and I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. not hemorrhaging money. Yeah. Well. Sort sure. of, because yeah. it, but this is the expected part of him. Sure, yeah, right now. yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and so, so you know, we will be, we will, we will tailor and taper our opening to ensure that um, we give, yeah, we, you know, we're accurately training our staff. We're uh, our brewing processes meet spec. Yeah, and um, we're getting good people. The hiring process, because again, hiring. Is uh, is still a challenge? You know, oh, I mean, sure. it, it's still a challenge. You know, I mean, I know the economy's softened up a little bit. Um, more people are responding to Indeed uh, job postings hey, now. That's good. Yeah. B- but nonetheless, it's still tight. You know, I mean, you still see now hiring signs everywhere, and so we just need to make sure that when we do open the place, that we don't rush. To ensure that, and while it, it would be naive to think that every single experience would be perfect, but that we meet expectations when we do open. Because, again, this is a collaboration with the city of Lake Charles. Their name, their reputation is behind this project It's a reflection well. of them as well. It is a reflection of them as well. And so we want to make sure that we do a really good job, okay? Uh, because I'd like to tell you, too, gentlemen, that... We know exactly how it's going to operate, but you figure 750 seats, and um, and you're thinking, how the fuck is this going to be executed? Right. You, okay. That is some volume. Yeah, friend. man. You could have that thought in your head, like, all right, uh, it should go like this and do this, but until the doors open and people are there, you you have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea, and you got to remember. So there are so many different and unique spaces at the new location too. Yeah. And the service levels at each of the different spaces are very likely to be different from one to another. Yeah. Upstairs may be radically different from downstairs. Right. The outside beer garden space may be different from the bar space. The bar space may be different from the the uh, um, dining room. The yeah. dining room on the water space. And so all those things, while in our mind and conceptually, we have it figured out. 
once we get to executing them. That's when you'll know. That's when we'll know. And so, and again, I've already, I've already fucked it up so many times in this business. I'm tired of <laughs> fucking it up. Fucking it up. You know, the good news I is want that to, you, you have learned something. Yeah, from yeah. Those I've learned a lot. But you know what? I'm also not. I'm not um, just re reinventing the wheel here. Sure. You know, I feel like I'm stepping beyond what anybody else in our state or very very few people in our industry are doing. And with that comes a lot of trial and error, you yeah. know, and mistakes. And uh, it's scary, yeah. you know? 100% about that. And, and there's no way you can figure everything out or learn it and, or know it until, until you open the doors and you, and you figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, you're you're, you're living proof of that. You went from doing pop-ups to opening a restaurant. It's yeah, like, to, to a booth in a food hall to a full restaurant. And that still wasn't even a full restaurant. It was a, it was a quick service restaurant. Yeah, um, the uh, hard taco uh, was yeah. my favorite. Uh, well, the, 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 the regular taco. taco. Wow. I loved it. Uh, Look at that. Because remember, my it was a good taco. Uh, it was my, a good taco. Because my uh, after the hurricane, my family, my wife, my three children moved to Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. all, all right off government. Yeah, and um, and so I would go there on the weekends, and we would go to Government Taco, and Cypress Coast Brewing. Yeah. Nearly every weekend. That was right when we opened, man. I mean, that fall. Ooh, that, yeah. man. And the hard taco, man. I could crush some of those motherfuckers. I could crush some <laughs> right now, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> we got some uh, really dynamite specials here. Good. Yeah. New smash burger downstairs. Say less, yeah. That sir. has been Ooh, like yeah. sensationally oh, successful. I'm down um, with a smash burger. I, uh, I explained to Eric how I don't have anything to do with government taco anymore, but I yeah. do. I, but I, I appreciate, I mean, it's still all me and that my early team's concepts and all that. And, and at that time, I was there. Uh, but, but there are, what I was going to say, there, like there are multifaceted concepts like this there are people that have spaces with uh 750 person capacities with brewing operations with outdoor terraces with stuff like that find them go check them out in the next year and a half that's right and go observe the different service models go observe shift rotations Go, go get in touch with them and say this is what I'm opening up in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Can right. I can I come shadow? That's or, right. Or your GM for the day. We have started. Uh, we have been doing that, which is where I found that general manager that will be coming on board cool. here recently. But yes, we um, for the longest time, and to speak very candidly, you know we we have really been struggling with the budget constraints here. You know, I mean, I I started this project thinking that it would cost two to three million dollars <laughs> it has ballooned over yeah. the last three years so almost a, a you know four times but that that hasn't stopped my commitment to this project or to the city but now that we are within a you know 30 60 days from actually drilling auger cast piles it is time to get on the road and to start identifying who is going to be our chef? Right. Yeah. You know, we've already got our brewmaster. Okay. Production is covered. Okay. Beers are covered. Mocktails, cocktails, all those things are covered. But, but the food concept, 
We need to get a, get, get going. You got to start okay. getting restaurant I mean, uh, menus ex- executed right. and all that stuff. Execution of how we do it, you know, because again, one of our biggest, you know, you can almost see me starting to sweat whenever I think about <laughs> like, you know, how do you how do you even handle that upstairs space? Right. You know, yeah. because um, there's one particular brewery in Atlanta that I would say had the closest resemblance to what we're building. And it's called New Realm in Atlanta. New Realm is owned by a gentleman called Mitch Steele. Mitch was the brewer. Who was Mitch the brewer of? Who was Mitch Steele the brewer of? I have not been to New Realm. Not, I don't think I've ever heard of New Realm. New Realm? Oh, it's a badass space. It's a it's a re- stone. It's, he, he, he was the head. Stone. He was stone. the head. He was the head brewer of Stone Brewing. Yeah. And then peeled off and opened his own space called New Realm. Yeah. He's got two or three spots now. As much time as I spent that Right. Atlanta. How did you how did you miss that? New Realm? Yeah. Oh, it's got some fucking great beer, man. Damn. How did we miss that when we were up there in December? Like we hit a bunch of spots. Anyway, so they have a pretty unique model. So large first- multi level brew pub with roof deck. What the fuck? That is that is exactly <laughs> like what we've right got. Right by Inman Park and the old Fourth Ward. Like I, I mean, around the corner from where we were, Chuck. How? And, How do we miss that? And so, I mean, Stone, in my Shame opinion, has got some of the best beer in the country. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. And <laughs> so next time I'm in Atlanta, I'll check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got some he's dynamite, right? And uh, that space that he built in Atlanta... I guess closely resembles what we're doing on the lakefront. So I need to get back there. Now, I went and and visited with them when my son was touring Emory to go to college. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't pick there. Remember where he picked? Yeah. I know. 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 He's Bama boy now. It's like Voldemort. He should be named. Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter reference. Yeah. So, so do, do do we all three need to go make a, uh, or all four of us, oh, right, sure. right, sitting at the table right now? Do we all need to make a guys trip over to New Realm? You don't have to. Out? You don't have to ask oh, me, man. man. That's not about it. It's not. Uh, you know what? Though we can. Uh, actually, my son's going there to Atlanta this weekend, so huh. I need to tell him to score us some New Realm beer. There you go. You got some really good beer, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, there's a heck of a brewing scene in Atlanta. There overall. is, there really is. That's for sure. I mean, it's, I have a city that size, obviously, you're just gonna you're gonna have yeah. some good beer, but uh, there's there's some good breweries around there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Favorite beer city in in the United States. Ooh, good call. My favorite beer city. Okay, now granted, I haven't been everywhere. Sure. Okay. If I if, okay. if I could if favorite I could, favorite beer city that you've been that to I've and been truly to? explored the beer scene, there you go. and then. What's the top of your list that you haven't been to, but that you want to go to for beer? I know that one. Damn, okay. Jay's coming with the hard questions. All right, so my <laughs> um, my favorite beer city, Asheville, North Carolina. Great. Been there. Solid answer. Uh, I, it's a bit nostalgic for me because whenever that was the first city that I had toured whenever I decided I wanted to open a brewery and start going and documenting what I liked about breweries, beers I wanted to produce, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I got to go see Sierra Nevada, the new New Belgium. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to Green Man. I got to go to yeah. Highland. And so yeah. you'll see a lot of details from breweries over there 
that have been implemented in the place here. Okay. Small, but they're there. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite city or bucket list city yeah. for brew? Um, Nashville. Nashville has some great breweries. I have, gentlemen, I'm embarrassed to say. The Jackalope. I have Southern never. Chris, uh, Bearded Iris. Yeah. Bearded Iris. <laughs> Bearded Clinton. <laughs> 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 I'm embarrassed to say I've never been to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Really? No. Never, uh, period. Yeah. Wow. Period. Interesting. Never. Wow. No. And it's been a place I've been wanting to go, but I've yeah. been to, I've been all over California. Okay. Oregon. Washington. Yeah. yeah. Texas, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, um, New York. I have been to some really badass breweries in Wyoming, okay. South Dakota. I mean, Ooh. you wouldn't believe the beer scene in the Dakotas. Well, there's nothing else to do up there but drink. I know, but come on. <laughs> you get snowed in for like three I mean, eight months. <laughs> but come on, man. I mean, you can't have – you can't be – you can't have that level of proliferation and success in an industry in a state where I feel isn't leaps and bounds above where we are in Louisiana. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's really fucking embarrassing. I don't want to get oh, yeah. political. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You know, no. why, you know, why can't we be better than South Dakota? They're so far the north beers? by Canada, nobody's paying attention to them. That's why you can drive like 100 miles an hour or something. But yet they got like- twice as many breweries <laughs> as we do, and they're making damn good beer. I was in Jackson Hole for the summer yeah. with my family, and now if you haven't been to Jackson Hole, man, that place is freaking great. Man. Yeah. I, I haven't been since I was a kid, oh, uh, and I think it it's has to have developed a lot since it then. Is, it is, um, um, now granted, it's expensive, okay? Yeah, right. Um, still paying off those loans to go there, but let me yeah. tell you, you know, I was quite surprised, Jim, on just how good the beer scene was there. In Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Jackson Hole, Wyoming. That's interesting. Now, they they had um, they had some unusual beer laws, okay? So every – I was bitching to y'all earlier that I had to have to use a distributor mm-hmm. to bring beer from one – Crying Eagle location to another. Seven miles down the road. That's right. <laughs> but in, in Wyoming, they can distribute beer and have a full bar. Of course and they that can. makes yeah. a humongous difference. Absolutely. But taproom beer that they sell in Wyoming has to be sold first to a wholesaler. Yeah. So they make the beer at the brewery sell in the production. They sell it to a wholesaler, and the wholesaler then sells it back to the tap room <laughs> the <laughs> for them to fucking sell it to the public. Okay, it distributors is, still get their cut. Yeah, but the they can sell. They can uh, sell wine. And, that's right, and they, they make no mistake. Now I told you earlier, fifteen percent of the alcohol sales we sell here are wine and spirits. Yeah, but that fifteen percent drives four times the sales. Of our tap room because now anybody can walk through that door, not yeah. just those who drink beer. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's give and take. You know, and and unfortunately, certain states in our union um, just have a more difficult challenge ahead of them, legislatively yeah. speaking, to be able to prove the value, the worth of a craft brewery. Yeah. And what they bring. 
and that they're not out there to damage the wholesaler. But I get it. If I owned a wholesale distributorship, I would be very protective of my business too. Yeah, they've Agreed. got it. Yeah. They've got millions and millions invested in their business. However, what you have to remember is that businesses over time evolve, and if you are too obtuse. I said I wasn't going to get political. Do what you got to do, Eric. Do what you got to do. Nah, man. Because uh, to be honest with you, I'll let the cat out of the bag. I'll become president of the guild in 2022. 20, okay. Excuse me, 2024. This gentleman's boss right here is our current president. But he's doing it because I asked him to handle it this year. But he told me that it's my job in 2024. <laughs> All right. And if I'm going out uh-huh. and I'm building a, tw- I'm making a twelve million dollar investment in this tough economy, with interest rates that are nine point two five percent, and I can't even fucking get property insurance on my property. Jesus, you know, it's hard to find good people. I'm paying twice the rates. You know, the the climate is not really inducive going and making this capital investment that I'm making. Yeah. Correct. But I am a bit crazy. I'll go ahead and say that on the record. Okay? <laughs> you but heard it here ta- first. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I fucking love this industry. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Okay? I, I can tell you, I could have done a thousand other things that have been a lot more profitable, that I could have slept easy, I could yeah. travel the world, I could do whatever the hell I want to do. Why this industry? I do this industry and I invest everything and put my family's financial future on the line because I believe that this industry is a total game changer. You can't go anywhere without going to a brewery and seeing how people are united. People, whether they're black or white or gay or straight, make a million a year or they are on the poverty line. When they go to a brewery, they're all equal. That's it. And they are loved and they're appreciated. The people that work at breweries would do it free if they could afford to, okay? Breweries, in a com- with their impact in a community, cannot be understated. And there, I cannot generally think of another industry that has the same impact to the community and the people within it and tourism than a local brewery. It's a different vibe altogether. It's, I, I don't think, I have friends that own bars in Baton Rouge, and I don't frequent their establishments a lot. I go there from time to time. If I have a gig there, I go play. But, like, I spend the majority of my, of my time at a brewery because... The atmosphere is better. The clientele is better. I don't have to worry about fights breaking out while I'm sitting there having a beer. You know, the ones that are family-friendly are great to bring your kids out there and let them run around and, like, enjoy the, the area and stuff like that. But it's just it's such a positive vibe at a craft brewery compared to, like, going, hanging out. Like, I love going to dive bars. I do. I'm not knocking them at all. But there's something about just hanging out on a Saturday afternoon at a brewery with friends having some beers. Like, my whole 50th birthday trip was based around Jay and I going 
to Atlanta and Knoxville and Asheville and going to breweries and hanging out at breweries. Like, I'm not like, let's go find yeah. these bars in these cities, and I want to go visit these bars. I want to go to these craft breweries because I love the beer. I love the atmosphere. I love the whole model. I love the people there. It's just like, it's, you know it's great. You can't replicate the experience from going to a brewery. You can't. And I gave a, a presentation to the, uh, the local chamber of commerce today. And that's what I was telling them, you know, because people often ask me, it's like, I mean, they'll point to all the reasons why I shouldn't be doing that low that new location but to me i'd risk it all and i know it's crazy and if my wife heard that she would she'd probably leave me but the fact is is that i just love this industry so much you didn't get into this to become a millionaire no 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 nobody no. I mean, does no i mean i you know how you make a fortune in the beer business you start with a bigger fortune. <laughs> but, but at the same time, man. Get out of it? Yeah. But, Sell it? But at the same time, you know, I, I, after what we've gone through with the pandemic, not just us here, but Louisiana and, yeah. the, and the country, world, fuck it, the world. Yeah. You know, After everything I've gone through over these last several years, I've realized one very important fact. And is I just want to be happy. Yeah. I just want to be happy. Yeah. I can be rich. I can be famous. Neither of those make me happy. Yeah. I've got my family. I've got we're our health. I've got a business that I love that fucking means something to me and my city and um, and I'm I've never been happier and so out of this podcast if your listeners get one thing from me is that do what makes you happy okay at the end of the day because God knows there are a trillion reasons to not be okay and me I just want to be happy, period. And I feel like I am. I feel like you are as well. Yeah, man. I mean, just sitting here and talking to you is like, besides Carlos Knott, you might be the nicest fucking brewery <laughs> owner on the planet. Like, well, I just, I, the energy that you, you, you guys both have is just so infectious, and it's just, I love it. I'm, thanks, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry it took me so long to get here and podcast with you, but I'm glad we did. Well, I'd like to think that uh, Shreveport is more of the armpit of the state. <laughs> but with all, but you know, I love you we'll guys. Make sure up. To, to tell them that Red River, Jared, and Jared and uh, the Lindsay, Andrew. Sorry about that, but. But the fact is, is that Lake Charles can be easily considered that because people are only driving through to get to Texas. I feel okay. like you guys are more like the knee pit, maybe, yeah. because you're so, like, kind of, you know, lower. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's <laughs> probably the armpits, so, like Vidalia. Yeah. But at the end yeah. of the day, you know, you know we've... <laughs> Nackinish. You know, we've... Nice. Yeah. Well, waterproof. We've got a lot more work to do to be able to make this city somewhere where people, you know, it's a destination. And I yeah. promise you, after we open this new location, you know... We're not going to be just a place that you're just driving through. Right. We are going to be your destination when yeah. you're traveling. I agree. Uh, cheers to that. Cheers for sure. Cheers. I, I want to go back to uh, the question, Jay, that you asked oh. Eric about uh, your favorite city 
for breweries in the country and, and a bucket list that maybe you haven't gotten to yet? Oh, you're asking me? I'm yeah. asking you now. I thought it's a good question. Well, thanks. Um, favorite beer city? I mean, you've been to a lot. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I don't want to say Asheville because... You've been there. Uh, uh, well, and, and you just took that. Yeah. Um, it's a great beer city. It is a great beer city. Where else have I had such great beer experiences? I'll tell you what. Uh, for a small town beer scene, Williamsport, Pennsylvania has a ridiculous beer scene. Agreed. Agreed with that. Uh, New Trail Brewing, New man. Trail's great. Those guys crush it. There, there's like seven breweries in that little town. Yeah. Uh, and they're all doing solid and beers. And they're all great. There's a lot of stuff in Pennsylvania that is way better than they deserve. Uh, um, that I haven't been. So I've, I've been to Seattle many times. I've never been to drink beer. Oh, okay. Uh, I, would love to, I would love to do that. Uh, there's probably quite a few more. Uh, like, I've, I've never done the food scene in Savannah or Charleston. Those are on my food list. Yeah. I, they've never really registered on my beer list, per se. I'm sure they have good beer, but they've never, re- like, those are food cities that I sure. need to visit. Not necessarily beer cities. I yeah. don't I don't know. Uh, like, Seattle, I think, has been more on the, the beer list for me. Right. I've been to Seattle. I just haven't been there and been able to check out the beer scene. Okay, Jim, and I have a question now. Okay. Okay, so what is your – you have one beer to drink, and that's it. Jeez. And you can't drink beer ever again. What is your beer? Without making a big plug for the particular brewery, I'd just like to know. I love because to me, I can analyze a you person. Want, you just want a style? Or do you want I the want beer? your beer. A beer. Or, a, or even a beer that, um, that you really love that maybe the viewers aren't overly familiar with that like, man, you need to try this beer. Because, of course, I, got, I already told you mine. You know, I love well, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, that's your, that's, your that's your beer. But, you know, if, um, but if somebody were to be in Austin, Texas, for example, I would tell them to make a point to go to Pine House Pizza and drink an electric jellyfish IPA. Have y'all had that beer? Not had that. No. Yeah. Y'all have not had electric jellyfish? Oh my god. Okay, I mean it's fucking great. Did man. not did not hit Pine House Pizza the last time we were in Austin. All right. No. All right. Well, I'll be honest with you. Okay, and I love IPAs, even though I know that they cause gynecomastia at men apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I love a good IPA. And I was I was pleasantly surprised just how good that, that electric jellyfish was. We went and toured it toured um, with my son, UT. Yeah. And while we were there, we went, he drove to Pine House. I drank, he didn't. Good to have anyway, a so what, driver. Yep, so, <laughs> so tell me, what is a beer that the listeners, in y'all's opinion, should try that they probably haven't? Man. The, the, the problem that they probably haven't is stumping me a little bit because now I need to like go outside Louisiana. Yeah, that's right. 
I mean, I would say. Shit. It, it just all depends, though. Like, if, if do um, for for like an IPA or something like that, I would say like Trillium Green. Ooh, ooh. like that is a great beer. That is a fantastic beer. If you've never had that IPA, like get Trillium Green. Now they don't distribute anywhere. You got to go <laughs> on up the East Coast to go get that beer, but. I mean, it was going to either be that or, like, Focal Banger from The Alchemist. Oh. I mean, both of those incredible IPAs. Who's it? What is that? the other famous Alchemist beer? Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper. Yeah. Never had it. I've had them both, and I think I honestly think Focal Banger – I like Focal Banger better than Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper's amazing, Hmm. but I think Focal Banger just takes it up a little bit. Damn. Uh, I had an incredible stout uh, over at – Bottle Logic in Anaheim earlier this year that was like uh, like a Mexican mole barrel-aged stout, and it was fantastic. It was really, really good. Um, so I, I think my other, my other answer to uh, good beer cities right now that I've been hanging out in a lot would be Knoxville. Knoxville is great. Zool, Because man. my brother's there. Uh, and so, is I've, so good. I've been in Knoxville a lot, and there's a lot of really good breweries in Knox. And Zool is probably the top of the pack. Agreed. Uh, and just like their their flagship hazy IPA, Ooh. Paper Crowns, is, is so good, legit, so good. So if you can find Zool Paper Crowns, have you? If been? you find anything from Zool, get yeah, it. Just get it. And yeah. any of their like double IPAs. I mean, right. if you just find a Zool Lager, get it. Yeah, all but this stuff's good. And yeah. Paper Crowns is going just like to, uh, And you're going to Denver soon. I I'll be in Denver in two weeks. Two weeks. Two breweries. Beerstead Lager House, Slow Pour Pills, Cerebral Brewing. Oh yeah, you gotta go to Cerebral. Okay, y'all yeah. been. I have, I've, I've never been, been, but I'm, I've, I've drank beers from Cerebral, so I, I know. Like now, that, you got to go. Now, again, Beerstead, they only do lagers. Yeah. has four lagers. Hellas, Slowboard Pills, Smoked Hellas, Dunkel. Wow. I think. <laughs> I can't remember the fourth one. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't drink anything past the Slowboard. But then Cerebral, IPA heavy. Yeah, And yeah. if you like IPAs like I do, it's a good spot. Yeah. And you can rent one of them little scooters, mm-hmm. you know, where you swipe your card and just kind of scoop down to the other place. That was pretty fun. We did yeah. that for GABF a couple years nice. ago. My buddy Kirk Holder uh, has a friend that lives up there in Denver, and he goes, he's going for the last few years for Great American Beer Fest. Cerebral is his spot. That's He has to go there every time he's up in Denver. Okay. He loves that place. And my brewer, Ryan, brewed with the, the brewers there. Really? Oh, yeah. So he worked, went up there and brewed with those guys for a while when he was gearing up to open his own place in yeah. Mandeville. If you ever find yourself in Anaheim, you got to go to Monkish. Oh, I mean, I've been to Anaheim, but I haven't been to Monkish. Monkish, so they have, I can't remember the, the location, the original location is in, it's right outside of Los Angeles. It's in between L.A. and Anaheim. I can't think of what that is. Uh, but went to that original spot and then went to the the one in Anaheim. Amazing. I mean, if you're an IPA lover, 
they're crushing it. They I love IPAs. Amazing IPAs at Monkish. Green Cheeks out there, solid choice as well. But and Bottle Logic, Bottle Logic has like 36 beers on tap. A few, their IPAs are good, but their stouts, their barrel aged stouts, their sours, their barley wines. Oh. That's what you want to drink. They're amazing. What was that one from? Uh, my favorite dark beer from Stone Brewing. Cocoa. Oh, look. Are you thinking about the Coco Mole? That's, that's New Belgium. It. No, 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 no. This was Stone. This is that's something different. They, now Stone had the Woot Stout. Yeah, no, this wasn't it. That was that was a fucking I love good the Coco Mole from New Belgium. Whew. Man, that oh beer is so good. Back, back in the day, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that the one. what was the beer that you drank at Little Cottage in Atlanta that uh, you loved so much? Oh my God! It was a fucking peanut butter stout, but it was conditioned on roasted peanuts. Oh. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It was it was a roasted roasted peanut, peanut stout. stout. Roasted peanut stout. But it tasted. It, it like had a, actual. Yeah, it had roasted a, peanut, actual yeah. roasted peanuts. It tasted like a chocolate covered payday bar. Uh, it was it was the best. Like I think we were doing our best things we drank for the year with the radio show. That was the best thing I drank last year. Oh, geez. it was fucking amazing. I was like, <laughs> I need all of this. All of this. It was. I mean, I, Jay and I are stout drinkers. We love stouts. Okay. That was the absolute best stout I've had, and I can't even think of the last time I had a stout. That just the fact that like you get something where it says like it's you know roasted peanuts or whatever, you get, and it's just like it tastes fake. It tastes artificial. It t- like you could taste the roasted peanuts in this. Yeah. It was just You're like a, unreal. So you are stout first, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we always we, stout la- season. Last year always. we declared it the summer of stouts. Yeah, uh, and, and we were we were drinking dark beers all summer. And then our, our Black uh, Friday we did at your house. Yeah. our delicious days of darkness. Yep. <laughs> we just drank stouts on Black Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna be out of town this Black God, Friday. God, man, you can come with me. Where are you uh, going? I'll probably probably to uh, to the camp in Texas. Oh, I like, like come. Yeah. Uh, Can we watch Lord of the Rings? That's what I do every Thanksgiving sure. weekend. <laughs> I yeah, watch. I, mean, I watch. Mom and, my mom and sister will be there, but yeah, perfect. they'll, yeah. they'll watch. Does it matter? Yeah, I spend the day every year. I watch the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. All, okay. Eleven hours and twenty-two minutes. That's how long it takes. <laughs> you know what I watch? Football. Yes. <laughs> I watch football on Saturday. Black Friday. I love Survivor. Okay. Oh, okay. I am a Survivor junkie. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if, wanna, that's your, if that's your reality, I want to uh, be on show, that show. show. Go do I it. I want to be on that show. You know. What's stopping you? Well, I'm like I'm <laughs> He's older. He's trying to open this place I'm, right over here. <laughs> I'm a little chunkier than I, I'd like to be. Uh, you know. Um, have but, a dream. Yeah, but I have uh, a dream. You know. Get, get in shape. Uh, I get. You shape. got a kid in college. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Uh, I, you're fine. I love that show. I went through a Big uh, Brother phase where I was okay. like hooked on Big Brother. And even auditioned twice to try to be on the show. Did you? Yeah. So you didn't make it. Didn't make uh, it. If I, if I was going to do one of those, that genre of show, it would Big be Amazing Bro- Race. No, I well, think I know, Big but Brother you've already be, been uh, on a show. Well, yeah, I have Food Network star. And, I yeah, know, yeah. But, but, but you yeah, know. I think but you'd be good in Big Brother. That genre of show. You'd be good in Big Brother. Well, I appreciate that. I think, I think but I would want to do Amazing well, yeah, I mean, Race. Yeah, you get to travel all over the world. Sure, <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah, but we're let's in, do Amazing Race. Yeah, yeah okay. Perfect. But we're in company of a guy who we has been on a show. So we got to figure out, Chuck. out of shape fucking people to go do all these fucking fitness things. We're two fat beer podcasters. And we want to do the Amazing Race. This guy has a broken ankle and he's 50. Let's go. (laughs) 
right. So. But we can out drink everybody. Yeah, so if we've got drink competitions, done. We win this. <laughs> we can make our own damn show. Yes. yes. We just make our own damn now show. Amazing Race, Louisiana. <laughs> Amazing Race between all the different breweries. Fuck yes. And you got to go. sample all the beers and get to the next Ooh, one. We'd be good at that. I mean, I, f- I feel like we do that already. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. It. I mean, it's kind of what we do. Yeah. Is there a brewery that in Louisiana y'all haven't been to? Oh, there's plenty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they've been opening up way too fast for me to keep up, especially with Agreed. how much I've been traveling. Chuck's been a lot better at it than me, especially with breweries in New Orleans and stuff. There's still um, a lot down there, too. Like, Brewery St. X I hadn't been to yet. Uh, I yeah, you can just start naming breweries in New Orleans, and I ha- will not have been to them. Have yeah, y'all the, been to uh, Adopt a Dog? Yeah, I have been to Adopt a Dog. So I yeah. have not been there yet, either. Been there. Um Food was, I mean, the beer was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food was great. Oh wow! Now again, the good. beer saint, you know. But again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing, because we went for our last guild meeting, yeah. and I didn't try a lot of the beers because okay. it was lunchtime, you right. know, and so we had to drive back. But I just know that the food was sensational. The vibe was really cool. The vibe so. was nice. See, I didn't get to. So when I went, they didn't have the full menu going that day for some reason. So I only got to get like some appetizers. We drank a lot of the beer. We did a couple flights. Beer, beer was fine. Yeah, beer, beer was good. Yep. Uh, and the appetizers we had were, were fine as well. Yep. But this was literally a month after they opened. Right. So. Yeah, you need a little bit of time. But the guy that, right. so I uh, I consulted with the owner there, Ryan Piku. Okay. P e c o t. Ryan Piku. So I remember he came to me because I consulted with him because he had first and foremost he's a real estate. Uh, a commercial real estate agent. Yeah. And so I was seeking his advice on potential further development of the lakefront. Yeah. Okay. So we ended up staying focused on just the brewery, but at the same time, he came here and he saw and he was like, yeah, I'd like to open a brewery in Lafayette. So I ended up consulting with him at no cost, you know. Yeah just to kind of help him get started. And sure enough, he did a really good job. I'm really, really proud of him. I want to give a shout-out to good. him. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I definitely I've, have followed them on social media. I definitely want to check them out. Yeah, the food is, uh, food's great. Beer's getting better. I mean, the yeah. brewer, James uh, Ludgrig. Ludgrig, so he started with Cajun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you all remember those guys. Yeah, I remember Cajun. Um, then he moved over to Bayou Tesh. Did a great job there. And then... Ryan picked James up as their head brewer. Nice. So, right. so nice. the man, he knows how to brew. He's doing a good job. Um, but, yeah, I haven't made it out, to, unfortunately, to New Orleans in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was there twice a week back when I was in distro because yeah. I'd go out there and knock on doors yeah. myself. Try to get yeah. crying eagle beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's, uh, that's been part of my problem. I've just been traveling so much I haven't gotten, and, and there's been so many changes and so many breweries opening. I, Chuck, you can just start listing breweries in New Orleans that you yeah. want to go to. And I mean, Skeeter Hawk is a, is a brewery yeah. I hadn't been to yet to go check those been. guys out. Uh, yeah, I need to get down there and do a better job of getting with brewers and setting up podcasts. Yeah. I've been lacking on that front. It's been easier for me just being in Baton Rouge and it just how fucking hot it's been this summer yeah. not wanting to do anything. Like well, I'm, I hope I'm they slacking. make good beer because the name alone is questionable. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> you know, who is that one brewery over there that closed down? Royal. They had a termite lager, and I was like, I'd always think to myself, I was like, you know. A termite lager? From Royal Brewing? 
I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, why the fuck would well, you want to? Well, I mean, I mean it's like 40 Arpin had that red beans and rice. Yeah, man, I don't know, man. It you was know, not good. You've got to at least give your chance to, give yourself a chance to succeed, okay? Yeah. And if you name a beer a termite lager. That I better mean, be the best fucking lager you've ever had. It can't be. <laughs> Under no circumstances. It could be this next slow pour pills from Beerstadt. Yeah, yeah, maybe but so. But if it's called that, <laughs> it's over, the name, The name is not sexy enough to uh-huh. draw people in to do that. Uh, Eric, thanks, man. We've, oh, we've yeah, talked a man. lot right now, which is not a bad thing. I'm, oh, yeah, good, you man. Were, you got a lot of editing to do. Nah, no, we're good. We're good. You were great. Thank you for uh, for having Jay and I here. Uh, I'm going to make this more of a of a normal thing where I come hang out with you and we drink some beers. And yeah, man. Let's Definitely do it. Do I like to drink beer. For sure. Good. Yes. I did taper it to only three tonight. Hey, you so. did good. The night's still uh-huh. young. It's, you know, That's right. Know. We still got to go downstairs yeah, and order food. We're only two and... flights deep. We still got to eat. We still got to drink more guest yeah, we got, taps. Yeah, we got more beer to drink for God sure. bless. Well, I'm going to have to leave y'all to it because nah, I got hey, you know, to you gotta do what you got to do. I got, got a family. You have other <laughs> obligations. I got my boy in Bama, but I still got my two daughters that have to be up at 530 in the morning. We do not have to be up at 530. No, we do not. No. But we will see y'all tomorrow at the Louisiana Food and Wine Festival. That's right. Absolutely. Where we will be presenting there, too. How about this? Good breakfast spot here in Lake Charles. Ooh. I'll be completely honest with you. There is breakfast no. spot. No, no. There are, but there, there, there is a major hole in the market for that. So um, if I'm to go eat breakfast somewhere, Southern Spice is a pretty good spot. Okay, they're known for their breakfast. What's the little dive diner spot? Uh, KD's. KD's. It's like Lake Charles's version of Louis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eat yep. there quite a bit. That's right. You go there probably at midnight tonight. Yeah. You know, finish some casino a, gigs. Like I'm still hungry. They're cooking. open. Like that's right. Drive um, over there. Let me see. Oh shit. Best spot in town. If you hadn't been, you gotta go. The Beckery. Okay. You been there? No. No. You haven't. No, Carlos told us about it. Yeah, he was talking about that, too. Okay. So the Beckery is owned by a young lady named Rebecca Hoffpower. Okay. Her dad is a a tremendously successful real estate developer and naturally helped her kind of get her footing and get the education she needed to open a very, very French-inspired bakery here in town called the Beckery, after her name, Rebecca. Okay. She started out in a kind of a, a more questionable part of town, saw stratospheric success, and has now opened a new and improved location in what's called Walnut Grove here in Lake Charles. And let me tell you, brother, they spent some damn money on that place. It is absolutely gorgeous, great huh. coffee, great pastries. Okay. They have what are called these things called Cruffins. 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 I'm looking at one right now. Okay. A cruffin, chef, is a hybrid between a muffin and a croissant. Look at that thing, Jay. And they they marry them. It's like a cronut, but yeah. a muffin. Yeah. Yes. And a croissant. A cruffin. Right. But she'll feel it like, and if she still has these, but like the Nutella, say I'm a Nutella junkie, but okay. man, she does like this Nutella cruffin. Oh man, we might actually have to get up and go. <laughs> the her omelets, her pastries, all that kind of stuff, world class. Now, the other place, looking a little, little 
breakfast croissant yeah. sandwich. Yeah, but there. check it's out nice. the check out the space in and of itself because the vibe is very very French. The bakery. Bakery. The bakery. Look at all these pastries. Good lord. But you got to see the space. It's a good looking sandwich. Pizza Danish. Bakery. A panish. A panish, if you will. <laughs> panish. Or a pizza. Look at it. Look at look at it. It's a yeah, that's well. a, yep. So that's the space there. Looking wow, that's a good looking quiche. I'm just scrolling yeah. through pictures here. I mean, right I would, Facebook. I would like to think I, I, I'd be willing to bet they probably spent a couple million. Yeah, on a on a well, on with, a small with town bakery these days. Yeah. Oh, they got a you know an it's called an oinker, Jay. There's a candied <laughs> maple bacon cruffin. That I mean, if that ain't Chef, us, I don't know what I it is. You gotta make it a point to go there. All right. Let's do it. We're going to wake up early. The bakery. <laughs> She's up until, I don't know, two or three or something like that. So Let's do it. A pitch start. And she's dating the head distiller at Bayou Rum. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Raynell, Vincente, something, whatever. Good combo. Super, yeah, yeah, super yeah. good combo. Pastries and um, rum. Really cool little spot. I can't believe I didn't think about it right away. But, you know, typically you think breakfast spots, you think of, like, ruby slipper, yeah. uh, uh, another broken egg and sure, stuff like yeah, that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this is a very, very Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I think everything looks awesome. happy. All right, there so. you go. Uh, all right, Jay, thanks for uh, hanging out. And, hey, my pleasure. And podcasting. Glad we're here. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a blast. Eric, thank you again. My pleasure. This has been awesome. Guys, make sure you're following Crying Eagle on all social media. Come by, check out the tap room, come drink some beers, come get some great food. We're about to go and get some great food downstairs as well. Yeah, so hungry. Uh, (laughs) Until next time, this has been the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P. Cheers. Cheers.